Okay, hello everybody and welcome to, it is a new day in America. This is now Biden's America. Gang, the steel worked. The steel actually worked. Can you fucking believe it? I swear to God, up until the last second, 11.59, I was just, I was like, oh God, did we really do this? Did we really get away with it? I kept expecting the operators to rappel out of fucking Blackhawks, weapons, weapons free to just arrest the sickos and traitors. But somehow we got away with it. The election was stolen. Biden's president. We did it, guys. Woo! Even though there was uh, that whole white hat, you know, movement, they were neutralized. Yes, the white. Yes, and I honestly feel responsible for uh, what we did in helping to neutralize the white hats who wanted to return democratic government. Sorry, motherfuckers. Uh, Cabal forever. You guys, uh, I I don't know these guys. Anyone listening, uh, please don't look for me. Um, They're the ones that did it. They they stole it from Donald Trump. don't hurt me. The inauguration was beautiful, and we're going to get into that. But, um, you know, there was one breakout star of the inauguration. That's There's right. always a breakout star, right? And everyone knows who I'm talking about. They, they came out. Everyone was shocked that a person this age could be so profound and so beautiful uh, and say so many profound things about America and their hopes and dreams. And, of course, we're talking about 78-year-old uh, sexual predator and Chelsea art dealer Lou Pearlsman. <laughs> and, you know, and probably like this is probably our biggest guest ever, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're very friend, excited. Friend of the show, Lou totally. Pearlsman. Uh, this is an exclusive. He's calling in now to dish on, on all the fashion critiques. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, like as an institution, I'm shocked that more people aren't into Lou these days. I mean, you've seen like the renewed interest in Fran. What about Lou? Well, Lou, Lou is, according to recent polling, uh, 85% of Americans admire Lou Pearlsman. He's the most <laughs> admired man in America. I have, to, I have to go into the other room. I have, to, I, have a yeah, anti- I have an anti-material rifle that I'm cleaning for a project <laughs> I'm doing later. Um, but, yeah, you know, I don't want to blow it in front of Lou, so you guys have fun. All right, all right, all right so... Uh, cool. Okay, so yeah, this is this is this is fashion critic and and all all around New York City get about Lou Pearlsman here to talk to us about some of the looks being served at um, inauguration weekend about some of these these frumps and frows out there. So Lou, uh, what did you think of the fashion? Well, can't talk about the fashion without the people who were wearing it. I mean, you got Doug Doug Emhoff. He's proud to be on the sidelines, but we already knew that when he blew Gwen Stefani's CAA deal, didn't we? <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> Lou. Uh, okay, what about what about uh, what about Doug Emhoff's uh, stepdaughter Emma Emhoff? I mean, people a lot a lot of lot of lot of noise about her. Oh, sweetheart, Doug's kids. Yeah, they'll tell me they're queer, then tell me they can't come to the Greenwich Place because of a rehearsal to a rehearsal dinner. <laughs> Honey, I knew Rock Hudson, and he was more straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about what about uh, Michelle Obama? And uh, Kamala Harris, you know, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of sort of single colors I, I was seeing out there. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> well, uh, Michelle, sweetheart, I don't know who told you you could wear purple, but I think you got some stakes in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about that? What about the first lady, Dr. Jill Biden? Dr. Jill. Oh, yeah. She's talking about her credentials. Well. She should see a credentialed eye doctor if she thinks that suit jacket looks good on her. <laughs> was there anyone? Uh, was there anyone who uh, what did look good that was uh, dressed dressed for the occasion and making a statement? Jill Zarin looked repulsive at Honey Salt. 
Got another word for Dr. Jill. Her husband was saying it's morning in America. Well, don't tell Jill or else she won't take her curlers out. <laughs> I mean, there was, uh, there was some very, very, very powerful uh, statements being made with, with fashion. Well, I mean, you can put a pig on lipstick. But can you make her think? Fashion bitch uh, Lou Pearlsman, everybody. Lou Pearlsman. Well, 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 I'd love to have you in my West Village place, but I'd sooner drop a screenplay in my lap than put out. <laughs> um, hey guys, how did it go with Lou? Oh, Lou's uh, great. Lou is great. Classy, yeah, I as love always. Him. Just a class act, Lou. I, I love him. He's he's like. There's a reason that people admire him so much. Like he's like like you know we talk a lot about like restoring the nation's soul and dignity, and he's really actually the only guy who's ever done that. Right. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then it was like that's who was dressing everyone for this inauguration event because I just I had to see so mm. many fucking things about like how fucking stunning and resplendent everyone looked, and I was like, really? Like this shit just looks like pretty boring. Just pretty paint by numbers, standard bullshit to me. But hey, I'm not a fashion expert. But I mean, that really was the tone for the entire inauguration. I mean, I did, I did, I did watch it, which was a mistake, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess I'm glad, I'm glad I did it for for work purposes. But if anyone's listening to this episode right now to uh, to own me, well, then keep listening because that inauguration did like roll one d twenty psychic damage to me for some reason. <laughs> I, I feel like I was mostly immune to the uh, the brain poison that the Trump years caused so many people. But now that we're in the Biden years, I think it's 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 flipped, and I feel like like that might I've not built up enough of a membrane to like our psychic defenses for like like the, the beams, the radiation coming off of it is is polluting my vibes in a, in a very bad way. It's because you've got because every time you see this like absurd spectacle, you have to also have the entire media that is observing it for you tell you that it's actually amazingly inspiring and wonderful yeah like I think these that's people it. leading this fucking uh senile senior it was a bunch of senior citizens in masks surrounded by uh twenty thousand national guards people and 12 foot tall fucking steel walls during a pandemic and you had every network just talking about how this is a return to tur- a turn to sane government and a, a return to uh to american values and how does that not just make you just sickly nauseous knowing that oh there's nothing there's no uh institution that is not committed to trying to uh t- convince you that no the the emperor not only is wearing clothes uh his brain works it was i just i just found the whole spectacle just just exceedingly grim and uh it was like it just the speech itself, just every the look of everything sucked so bad. I mean, they all have, like I understand they all have to wear masks and stuff, but it really it, it takes away from a lot of the the glamour and majesty of the event. You know, I mean, I understand why they did it, but well, it's also it's also fucking politics. I mean, like the whole whatever you know showbiz for ugly people thing is is one thing, but it's like I don't want that out of politics. And there's something really depressing about like. Like, they always go back and forth about, like, this person looks amazing. I 
want Michelle Obama to use her beautiful arms to punch me in the fucking uterus to, and then they, then they vacillate and they're like, you know what? She's a professional. Maybe don't talk about the way she looks because yeah. they can't decide which like is the position for this sort of thing. And like, for me, I love bitchy fashion, glamour shit, but I'm not going to go to fucking DC for that. For Christ's sake, that was the best part about Kellyanne Conway is that like, you just heard like the voice of Joan Rivers being like, finally, something interesting and awful to make fun of. Usually it's just fucking boring. Very boring. And then like, you know, uh, Joe Biden's speech itself, like I, I I only remember one actual line from it, and it was like uh, when he said that we and now is the time to end this uncivil war, and like that. Just oh, and like, everyone just popped. <laughs> the pussies it. were popping at that shit. That that snapped. Uh, that snapped. Got him. That absolutely got him. Snapped, in my opinion. <laughs> See, I I saw like two clips of this thing in the chat, and they're like, yeah, it's it's you know, it, and I was just, I was just like, you know what, the brief moments that I saw of this, I'm going to preserve my mental health. Um, I'm not going to, you know, end up with the the hangover, the psychic hangover that Will has today. Um, and, you know, I guess we'll get some live reacts from me, but I, I avoided it just based entirely on like these little like screenshots and clips that I saw that were just so like miserable and depressing and like a, so much false cheer. It was like a the, the first. It was like the first fucking holiday after a parent's divorce. Yeah, and I, I think Matt, I think I think you, I think you capture exactly like why it is so uh, so psychically damaging. Is because like it, it would be one thing if we're watching this idiotic spectacle like the last four years. Every time Trump opened his mouth, you could just enjoy it because when he says things like America is the most tremendous country of all time and will continue to get even more better as the years go you know it's just like <laughs> it, like you could enjoy it like because you felt like every, everyone was watching the same show but then yeah like, with and you Biden had all and those all, yeah and, then with and the all Biden, the crowds like oh my god oh this is terrible or like yeah. trying to suppress like okay uh well that was something it's going to be like mad men when mad men was a social phenomenon and like half the people watching it were like wow this was a really like disturbing you know, era of like quiet disaffection and this industry like runs off of, you know, the alienation of so many people and like, you know, the the post-war bubble of the American middle class consumer. And then the other half were like, I love Peggy's fucking dress. <laughs> like that's what this next administration is. Yeah, about. they all missed the point, which was that Don was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a cool guy did cool like things him. with his friends um yeah. yeah no i mean the weirdest thing with the biden phenomenon i mean i guess this is also true of the trump phenomenon like when he would get up there and talk about hairspray for like six hours and people would be like wow he's the <laughs> most i'm finally proud of this country i didn't let my sons watch tv because obama was so gay <laughs> and now uh, we're, we're man in there. and it's the same thing, really, actually, in my opinion, with Biden, because he'll get up there and just be like, someone said he sounds like the priest of a dying religion. And that's <laughs> the best way I've, I've heard his speaking described, because, yeah, he'll just get up there and be like, America isn't about who you got to say do where you got to be. Everyone's got to be in the carpool, man. <laughs> like like most people just don't give a shit or like that was the worst speech I've ever seen in my life. But then like, yeah, I'd say like 20% of people are like, 
Oh my god! I I just I squirted lemon juice into my son's eye to make him cry <laughs> to, because he has to realize how profound that is. What Joe Biden? Yeah, the, the priest said. of a, the priest of a dying religion is. First of all, I wish I had thought of that. Like, second of all, it's also perfect because it's like when you listen to him talk, you're like, oh, it's been a while since he took a peek at the Holy Scrolls. And he's kind of phoned it in these days. So not only is like the religion itself no longer relevant to most people in America, save for a few like psycho liberal zealots, like he doesn't really remember it right. very well. Like he doesn't know the script. He's not he's not he's not memorized the the the, the tablets, what was carved upon the holy ta- tablets yes, or the golden you're right. plates Let's or stop whatever. Dancing around escaping, it. What we're all saying is that he is an Episcopal bishop. Right. Yeah. He I mean like I like I think he's the mirror image of Trump in a lot of 100%. ways. 100%. Like they're just the Democratic and Republican versions of each other. But like I was thinking about his speech the day after like the Capitol riot because the first speech he gave was so shitty that they made him do a do-over. You know the only <laughs> other guy I've seen them do that with was Trump after Charlottesville. Yeah. Where his first yeah. thing he did such a bad job they're like all right, you have to you have to try this again. And you know, for right. Trump, the re- the reason they made him do a do over is like uh, everyone there was nice. <laughs> like, you know, his, his own like idiocy, where it's like, well, they liked me, so I like them. But with Biden, yeah. it was just like half remembered platitudes and just like mumble mouth bullshit. And they're like, Joe, we have to give you. We have to give you your special serum so you can do that again. You know what? I, I, I feel like they, I, they they put up they put up the bumpers, but he still manages to chuck the bowling ball three lanes <laughs> yeah. over. And also, like I mean, Sleepy Joe, uh, he's speechwriters. They don't have Neil Kinnock to steal from anymore. So I feel like this speech he was stealing from Axl Rose's song uh, "Civil War." You know, when Guns and Roses decided to get political, they were like, "He was yeah. like, look, 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 look at that! Look at the hate! Look at the hate we're breeding, man!" Look! Look at the, look what? at the fear we're feeding. What's, what's, so, what's, what's so civil about, about war? war? <laughs> what's so civil about war, yeah. man? How come when you're at a segregated swimming pool, they don't make them put on their swimming caps? <laughs> Why don't you park in a segregated driveway? It was yeah, just it's just about one of the most singularly uninspiring things I've ever seen. And then you know, watching it on CNN was yeah, like that's what did the psychic damage to me. Like if it had just been C-SPAN or something, and I didn't have to like cut back to like. Jake Tapper being like, I mean, he sa- he was saying shit like, I mean, the symbolism of this like citadel of democracy that only a week ago violated by terrorists now being upheld to like sustain, like uphold our democracy rather than tear it down. And you know what? Like, I- I'm sorry to do this, but like the the most the-, the most crystal clear example of like this gulf between like the way people reacted to it and me watching it was the uh, the-, the the poetry recital. And you know, like mm, oh, if, if I if I if, if if I had to see that, and then they were just like, uh, "That was a very that was a good poem." Uh, young young artist, twenty two years old from Los Angeles. Fair enough, but man, oh man, yeah, the, it's the, like the, it's the not going to be good. Were, it's a poem. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, it reminds me of what my mom says about plays, where she's like, "I have to see them once a year to remember if they're still bad." Yeah, like every yeah. every four yeah. years, there's this, the poem after the uh, inaugural, and you go, "Yeah, that's right. This sucks." But yes, as Will said, then you had to have 500 million people tell you that it was the greatest thing that they'd ever seen. Yeah. Okay, How, so. And then it's like, uh, well, okay, oh, you're all in this together. I mean, we all know yeah. that, but just having it thrown in your face that like, oh, yeah, you're in the Twilight Zone thing where everyone's the pig face 
And they all think that the pig face, that's cool. It's good to look like that. And you're the fucking weirdo. I get mad because I, I like I understand that they're like zealots and they're like kind of true believers, but I can't help but feel like they're pranking me. Like they all got into a room together and they're like, let's when we're around Amber, let's pretend like it was so good and just like never break character, never break character. And I, I just get fear. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? I know you all planned this. There's um, a word for that, you know, gaslighting. <sighs> But it's like a mass. It's like a mass. It's an incredibly coordinated gaslighting. Yeah. Where they all like, it's just, it's a, this is what will make me into a paranoiac. The idea that everyone got together and like, and, and, you know, ultimately I, I am waiting for someone to dump a bucket of pig's blood on my head at any moment. Um, and all you guys were in on it, of course. But this really only increases my suspicion of, of like human beings. Um, actually, why don't we just like uh, just just a random like, let's just hear a, like just a little clip from Biden's speech and then a little clip from the poem. Let's get let's get some let's get some live reacts to this because like I said I forgot virtually everything about both of them. Right, here's, here's Biden uniting to fight the foes we face: anger, resentment, and hatred, extremism, lawlessness, violence, disease, joblessness, and hopelessness. With unity, we can do great things, important things. We can right wrongs. We can put people to work in good jobs. We can teach our children in safe schools. We can overcome the deadly virus. We can reward, reward work and rebuild the middle class and make health care secure for all. We can deliver racial justice and we can make America once again the leading force for good in the world. All right, all right, yeah, enough of that. It's it, amazing how that, we've been rebuilding the middle class for like 50 years <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Let me know when you're done with that project. Yeah, yeah. I was really distracted by his baby hair. <laughs> yeah, he has hair like, like a, a baby. baby. Oh, yeah, like flapping <laughs> around. Just it's like a wispy gossamer. little. I, just little yeah, gossamer I bet threads. his head smells like a baby's head, actually. You know, at some point, like when old people develop sort of a, a nice, clean baby smell because they stop sweating. I think I, I I bet he's like a pleasant little soft Hans Molman man with little baby <laughs> hairs. Like they, took, they, took, they took my glands away, man. I'm as dry as a desert. <laughs> open up my belly button. Lords of Arabia will be in there. <laughs> they just cut back and Don just... Lemon's like weeping. <laughs> like an Italian woman at a funeral. Every step, every step Joe Biden takes, like baby powder kind of forms clouds out of his shoes. Just just absolute pablum. I mean, I just like and it's just like sort of the surreality of all this taking place in the background of like, you know, 400,000 people like dead and still dying of this fucking pandemic. And then we're going to like just just come out our face and be like, yeah, America, we have a lot to be proud of. And like, we're going to be good again. It's just like, does anyone believe and that? Then, and then, of course, while this is happening, tens of thousands, if not more people in America coming to terms with the fact that Biden is going to be president and having to decide whether or not this means that they're like betrayed or if, you know, they just need to, they just didn't carry the one and actually like Trump is returning in another way. Like this is all, this is all occurring in the midst of prophecy failing too. So it's like, oh, well that's, we're going to have to deal with that again. Like that's not going away. Like how many times can they say like we're going to fulfill the promise of making healthcare secure for all Americans before people like it's just like 
how do they even but why do they even bother writing it at this point like do they what just just get out there like he's it should be like an oscar acceptance speech he should just get out there and be like hey i want to thank all the voters my agent dr joe biden couldn't have done it without you uh next four years are going to be great uh i'm i'm king of the world and then just go I want to thank the dreamers in Ukraine and Venezuela. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be sending uh, CIA uh, aid soon. All the next, all the next four years of dreamers are going to be from Ukraine. All right. Do you want to hear a little bit of the uh, the poem? Of course. Yeah. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've okay, seen right. a force yeah, that, yeah. that would... Yeah, this yeah, is, that was this the is, one. I can't... Look, this entire genre... Yes, yes. ...has got to go. No, it really... Yes. And I just realized, like, like, like just, just mo- most, most poetry that's, like, that's recited or performed now it's just it, it's just it's just the cadence of the way you say it it's not the prose it's just like it's it just it's just that sort of style of speaking that like that that i think like people mistake for being profound and like i don't want to beat up on i don't want to be like oh like like this girl her poem sucks so bad because i remember like the poet that they got to do obama's first inauguration or second one was absolute dog shit too, and probably even worse yeah, than, than this. They're always this. terrible. They're yeah. terrible. It's bad. It's a bad genre. Yeah. That's just it. Just get rid of slam poetry or you know poetry. The, you, know the, you, know the, you know that Joe wanted to do an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, you can't. He wanted to do. He wanted to do uh, Vinny. <laughs> he wanted uh, to have Andrew Dice Clay come out there and uh, do the fucking limericks. Oh, yeah. that that would have been entertaining. Is, is Buddy Holly still alive? <laughs> he died. I forget. I, I just want to read here though. This is from uh, Dwight Garner in the New York Times, like his sort of review of the inaugural poem. And uh, he writes here in the poem. She writes, "For while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us." This echoes history has its eyes on you, sung in Hamilton by George Washington. Later in the poem, she said, everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. This refers to a biblical passage Washington admire and which the character of Washington sings in the musical. So, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, she's just she's just cribbing from fucking Hamilton, the musical. Come on. Come on. Right. Also, what a weird thing to be like. Uh, she's making a biblical reference, you know, about the f- the fig tree thing, which is about like friendship and you won't be harmed and stuff. And they're like, but more importantly, is Hamilton. Like it's it's like clearly this person is not, you know, writing. I have considered the lilies of the valley or whatever. They're they're going through the bad culture that references the original text. The original text is completely removed from it. It is now, the Bible itself is now a floating signifier as represented by Hamilton. And, you know, I mean, uh, we'll get into the, uh, the celebratory events of the evening of last night because, man, oh, man, was there a lot of Lin-Manuel Miranda and that shit. But what I realized, though, is like both in, both in the performances that we'll get to later and these poetry recitals, it's like everyone's doing new material. Like, why can't we just read a poem that's like a classic? Like, play, like play the hits, like something that play everyone knows yeah. that's good. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, one, I, one I would by say Metallica. Not, <laughs> I would say poetry is not bad, but we've written all the good poems already. Uh, yeah, there are only so like, many things that rhyme with each other. 
I'm not saying it has to even rhyme. I mean, it could, it could be free verse poetry, but, you know, I mean, like just. That's meant to be read, not recited. Maybe just no more recitation. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it, it, it was just the overwhelmingly fawning reaction to both Biden's speech and the poetry recital that was just like, it, it felt so false. It just, it's like, I'm just like, these, these fucking Philistines, can, like, can, they, can they possibly be serious about this? I mean, I understand not booing or whatever, but it's like, you know, it's like being at your child's shitty school tap dance recital or whatever. You sit there and you're like, okay, honey, good job. You don't fucking like weep as if you were, you know, as if you have like Jerusalem syndrome. I do. Like, <laughs> whenever when I watch uh, my kids who I informally adopted uh, do Peter Pan, <laughs> I just like st- just start crying. It takes a strong man to cry, so I do it all the time. <laughs> there, I mean, there's two reasons that they're doing this. Like, one is I think they genuinely are feeling a sense of deep relief because. The, the spectacle of Trump in the White House for four years was horrifying to them and traumatic to them, not for anything he did, but just because of the visuals of it, because they had invested these things with meaning and they were being just destroyed. And, and of course, the, uh, and, you know, it's the same horror as, you know, Judge Smales when Rodney Dangerfield shows up at Bushwood, but it's an authentic horror. And then the other thing that, that I think that they're even more self-conscious of is, okay, We've got it. We we got rid of the Trump. Now we got to make sure that he's banished forever. And the way to do that is to uh, uh, tell these fucking hogs watching this that this is good, that this is transcendent, that this is uh, this is some sort of emotionally powerful moment. Because if they don't, they might uh, they might go back. They might backslide and vote for a guy like that again. And we can't have that because our job is to, to manufacture. Uh, a emotional investment in the symbols of American governments. And the fact that this is a regular inaugural in a way that the Trump one wasn't, uh, it has to be emphasized. And the emo- and we have to perform emotionality in order to uh, ho- hope that the hogs will see it and do it themselves. Yeah, well, they, they also, I think, have been jealous of, like, you know, the ecstatic response to Trump. Yeah, that all those people oh, have had. Sure. So they're trying to sort of like fake it, but they can't quite speak in tongues. And it's like c- clearly a little put on. It's clearly them trying to work themselves up. But it's like, no, you can't. The thing about Trump is that he was something new and something weird and something deranged. So it was much easier to project the idea of a, of a new America, of a new regime on. Well, I, Biden is literally promising going back to X, Y, Z. And you can't have an ecstatic fucking service around like, yeah, remember that thing from, you know, however, like four years ago when everything was like not very good, but we liked the guy. Well, Biden, I, well, I, I think Trump in the first place was a reaction to an ecstatic reaction to Obama. Like, the primary criticism around Obama when he first popped up was that he was a celebrity, which, yeah, right. you know, turns out is exactly what Obama yeah, wanted people to, yep. what, it, what Obama wanted to be. But it was like, it was hard for Republicans because it was like, oh, we don't have anyone that inspires anything like that. So, like, they got an actual celebrity. And mm-hmm. he's not, like, a particularly good or likable celebrity from the arena of celebrity, but just everyone in politics is so shitty that like just one actual celebrity uh, is much more powerful than even like a superstar politician like John McCain. This is a reaction to a reaction, you know, 
Oh, uh, like, like they elevated the arms race of politics as celebrity. Well, uh, here's here's an anti-celebrity. Here's like an old man who doesn't know where he, he is. And <laughs> yes. the, the, his main unifying principle is that he uh, like his family died. He's nice, even though he's like a fucking piece of shit as a guy. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Republican response is to like go deeper into anti-celebrity to give us like, I don't know. Like, is uh, Robert Bork still alive? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point, too, you're still going to have, like, you know, a good portion of, like, kind of rabid, like, Q-pilled people who believe that, sh- like, Trump was the only non-pedophile celebrity. <laughs> so, like, now I don't think they can repeat it. Well, Amber. Now I think, like, in order to, like, it, like whoever, like, those people sort of elevate is going to have to be, like, the most anti- the most anti-celebrity. Well, I mean, it's, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little tricky though, because for for those people, the dividing line between is a celebrity a pedophile cannibal or not is do they support Trump? Right. So like that, right. that's why like, right, like that's why no John Voight, like one of the fucking most like unspeakable human beings oh in, in human history, is like he's good. He's good because he likes Monkey Trump. Blood. You know, like you know, he's 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 vetted because he's he's a he's a pro-Trump celebrity. Um, but as long as we're like, to circle back around to fashion and and celebrity and things, I mean, it, the, it, the terms of like the the real the real star of this inauguration, at least as far as memes go, was our boy Bernard Sanders. And yeah. like the, the overwhelming, God, it was a bomb. The, it was a the, bomb. Oh, yeah, the overwhelming like memeification of Bernie sitting there with his fucking little mittens and the one jacket that he wears <laughs> everywhere and the face mask just sitting there like like that. It, it, it was just obviously like a yes, it was a bomb. People needed it, but it was a, obviously a psychic reaction to the fact that like at least as far as Twitter goes, I mean like. This is the guy who should have fucking been president. Obviously, yeah. fucking obviously. Fuck that's what, the stupid the, bullshit. It's the w- I hate <laughs> all of this. I hate all of you people. He, this is fucking ridiculous. He, I will show up, but I will. I do not have to like it. He's the one guy everyone actually fucking wanted, even if they didn't. You know, uh, they did <laughs> yeah. down inside. They wanted. They wanted a leader like Bernie. But however, there was one interesting sort of like I don't know newsy item to come out of this inauguration that I wanted to talk about, and it comes courtesy of. Former President George W. Bush, because man, oh man, like I feel like I haven't heard him speak or like seen him in public recently and for like over 10 years now. But this comes courtesy of the New York Post. It says here, former President George W. Bush called House Majority Whip James Clyburn, quote, the savior for his endorsement of Joe Biden in last year's presidential primary, the Democratic lawmaker revealed, speaking to reporters during a press call Wednesday after the swearing in of the 46th commander in chief, Clyburn revealed Bush made the comments to him directly that morning as they awaited the start of the inauguration. George Bush said to me today, he said, you know, you're the savior. If you had not nominated Joe Biden, we would not have been having this transfer of power today. And what he's really saying there is like, thanks for uh, fucking uh, th- thanks for d- really delivering for Joe Biden, because otherwise I would have had to support and vote for Donald Trump. Like, that's what George W. Yeah. Bush is saying. Mm-hmm. And I love that he fucking just he's bragging he just about said that it. shit. He just said they're it. All, the, the sickos are out there bragging about it. One of the, I was watching the CBS feed and one of the dipshits they had commentary uh, in between talking about how, you know, this is the greatest fucking American moment in history or whatever talked said uh, to, to talk about that very thing of, of, you know, the coming together because unity, of course, was the theme. It was like a fucking prom. The theme was unity. And 
he said, you know, uh, politics is like wrestling. We go out there and they fight, but at the end of the day, you know, we get together. And it's like, yes, policy is like wrestling in that it's fucking fake. (laughs) You can't just say that. (laughs) You can't just say that out loud. But I guess you can now. I guess that's the. Yeah, you can because because Trump's gone because they banished the bad man. And like, but in a world now where unambiguously George W. Bush is a more popular figure among Democratic voters and Republican ones. You absolutely can say shit like that. And people not just, people don't hear it and don't like think like, hey, that's weird. What, what does that actually imply? They think yeah, why did good. George W. Bush, why was he rooting for Joe Biden? I mean, he's the, he's the bad guy. It's weird. No, not only like does not, that's not cause a psychic break. It like, it's something to be celebrated because it means that Joe Biden is that good of a guy and that good of a He's politician. so great that even George W. Bush was like, damn, he's just so good at politics. The guy who's losing his teeth into his fucking water glass. He's the guy. He's the man of the moment that we all need to come together to support. Well, Clyburn, like also very famously said, like Bernie Sanders didn't ask for my ador- endorsement which was sort of reported in headlines as like Bernie never asked. Like it could have been his yeah, right. yeah. if he like courted or whatever. The single biggest uh, receiver of pharmaceutical donations in Congress was on the fucking fence right. about supporting Bernie. And then and then uh, like that's the way it was sort of like those were the headlines. It's like Bernie never asked for my support, said, said Clyburn. Like as if like all you had to do was ask. But it's like if you actually read his statements about it, he's like, I don't need to be courted. Which just means no, I already made up my mind. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like for like it's it's just the most insane fucking oh, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fuck him. Absolutely fuck him. And every and every single person at that inauguration other than sweet Saint Bernard Sanders. <laughs> um, Honestly, if Bernie had just like uh just a couple of ball bearings, uh never mind. <laughs> <laughs> God, in the game parody. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, so, oh. so yeah, so that, like, I mean, there, there really isn't a whole lot to talk about from the actual inauguration ceremony itself. Like I said, it, fest. Caused, it caused 1D psychic damage to me. I went to, right back to bed as soon as it was over, feeling very, very sorry that I, I did this for you, sweet listener. But the, the real gold mine, the really, the, the sort of like uh, semiotic, and like like cultural mind programming event that was a gold mine for the for the Chapo mindset came in the evening hours, and I'm of course talking about the uh, the the uh, live televised conference from in front of the Lincoln Memorial, and then all from Zoom locations all over the country, uh, celebrate America, hosted by Tom Hanks, and I just love the idea that like. We're like a week removed from like a fucking like a like an angry mob uh, like like looting Congress trying to stop the steal of the election because they think that the Democrats are in cahoots or are a satanic pedophile cabal. And then they're like, OK, yeah. OK, America, it's time to come together, heal, heal our divisions and unite as a country. Uh, here's a concert uh, hosted by Tom Hanks, leader of the cabal. <laughs> yes, there was a, that was a fucking end zone dance by the globalist that, that forces was- there. Yeah, they are definitely trying to antagonize these people. Oh, yeah, I honestly don't think so. I think that they're deluded enough that they're like, okay, what are we trying to do? Everybody likes Tom Hanks. We're trying to get unity back. Uh, We're a bunch of disgusting gargoyles and fossils. Uh, Nobody likes us. What about celebrities? People like them? It's like, well, they did, but now all of them have, because, you know, culture is fused with politics, all of them now have like a a value asserted uh, assigned to them. And Tom Hanks is on the pedophile cabal side. 
And him and everybody at that thing was it was just like, hi, we're all uh, the the people who eat baby brains, and we're here to uh, own you for uh, by and and brag about how we stole the election. And it's funny because like twenty years ago, Tom Hanks was that kind of national figure of like everyone's mm-hmm. sort of like yeah. nice dad and a sort of like bland, like sort of inoffensive, wholesome presence in the everybody lives loved of, I would him. say like almost every American. Not handsome, flies under the uh, yeah, like under not, the not really Portuguese. Symbol. Looks fine. <laughs> he is. A lot of people he don't know Portuguese. that. <laughs> That's true. He is. He's a he's a Portuguese. It's, it's amazing that Joe Biden could get over his racial feud. <laughs> <laughs> to have Tom Hanks there. But, I mean, like... Yeah, this is about healing America. Yeah. O- other than Bill Clinton, the Podestas, and, like, a few other people, like, Tom Hanks is a figure that is probably more obsessed over on, like, the fucking... Like, yeah. uh, of, the, the, of the cabal-obsessed, like, you know, QAnon right. And then... It's a good question, Amber. Whether this was spiking the football or whether they legitimately thought that this was like, oh, this we're 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 gonna we're gonna give something that every American can like. I don't like because it, it could be either if, one. If, it could if, be either if one. If it's the latter, then that is truly delusional. Because I was watching this Celebrate America event and I just thought it was like high stepping into the end zone. I thought it was this yeah. was like the Democrats were just just fucking dabbing on uh, dabbing on everyone who didn't vote for them because it was like the whole fucking lineup of celebs and we'll we'll get to the 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 one very funny sop that they threw to like the sort of red state America but like overall like so when I started watching this thing I it was yeah it's the uh Celebrate America concert event and I remember reading that this was like something that was organized and sort of pitched to the youth of America which, you know, like made sense because if you're under like 25 years old, like if and you watched even a, you if you watched even a minute of that, you would have been like so fucking alienated and weirded out. You would not understand what the fuck was going on at all. But the youth of America, I would have thought you were talking about like teenagers, people who have like maybe voted for the first time or are going to be at that age soon. No, this was dedicated. This was like every every second I watched of that thing and it being addressed like as a viewer from television. I felt like the age that they were going for was about seven years old. The event should have been called, you're doing so good, America. You're doing so good. You've tried so hard. Here, now, now, here, now here's a concert. Here's Justin Timberlake. Here's some fireworks. Ooh, yeah. don't and you like the like, fireworks? And like the whole tone of the thing was like, people like are just so fucking desperate for like some sort of like public, you know, sort of goodwill feelings of that like you know hey like it's been a tard year but you know what like it's getting better and it's just i i really i really do sympathize with like the need to like to feel that way but like as far as a national event goes i just feel it's like it's wholly unearned at this point and the whole the whole tone of it was so condescending because it was just like yeah yeah i know your mima and pep pep are dead but like you know just hold your head up better days are coming and all the songs that people performed were like again justin timberlake came out there and he did not do sexy back or any of the fucking bangers any of the hits he did a new song called better days are coming and like the lyrics new were just song all, yeah, they, yeah it was new him. justin timberlake material <laughs> no. what america's been no. clamoring for no i want him to do the mcdonald's i'm loving it like jingle and that's it <laughs> it was uh it was like the lyrics of the timberlake song that i saw were literally like there's a light at the end of the tunnel it's okay to cry as long as you hold your head just as long as you hold your Better days ahead, and it's just. I like wonder what I wonder what the NWO. This is something I've noticed the NWO doing a lot of propaganda about how it's uh, good to cry all the time. Uh, like, let it out, people. Let yeah, it out. 
like the video of uh, Josh Gad like two hours into the first lockdown where he was like, it's okay to do this. And he's crying. <laughs> it's actually very manly. It could be crying. Everyone cries now. Like everyone is a fucking hysteric. And yeah. we used to associate it with like lacrimose fucking Glenn Beck, like, like losing his mind. Like this was someone genuinely like this was not histrionic. It was hysteria. It was like real. He was confused and scared and he didn't, you know, he had his yarn and his board and everything. And then like, I think like Rachel Maddow did the, I'm just, I'm holding back tears like thing. And now like they all just fucking turn it on and off. And now it's like the entire like, like liberal media doesn't like everyone's fucking crying. Stop crying. There's no crying. There's no crying in politics. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of funny criers in our popular culture. It always tickles me that Jimmy Kimmel was the man show guy. And now he like, just cries all the time. Stephen Colbert is the funniest. Oh God! You know, yeah. Just every but Stephen day. Stephen Colbert just was weeping. always a. I, Stephen Colbert was always like a, a a Sunday school teacher. Yeah, like literally, like that to me is believable. Van Jones fakes tearing up. You know. Yeah, like, there's no crying. Stephen in Colbert is a is a legit <laughs> <laughs> is a legitimate sap. And Van Jones is just like an opportunistic fucking shithead. So like, I mean, yeah. as, as best I can describe it, though, it was like, okay, so like, like Tom Hanks was standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial and like, the, like a lot of the performances were in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And it was weird because like they got around the problem of like not having to have any, like there, there was zero audience whatsoever. So it was basically like you, you, he was lit. It's nighttime. It's cold as shit out. And it's like they're they're lit and like the person talking or like at a piano or something. And then like way in the background, you can see Honest Abe also lit up. But it was a very dark palette. It was just very, very just shadow. And then like these couple like sort of uh, illuminated figures just sort of rising out of the shadows. And it was a very, I mean, it was a... Gothic. I, it was, yeah, yes, it exactly. Gothic. It was very sort of like German And everybody was wearing black gloves like they were in a fucking giallo movie. <laughs> <laughs> like they were all just going to start strangling ballerinas at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like so tom hanks would um like he was sort of emceeing the event and he'd be like uh that's i'll tell you like these like that that's great america like you know uh our healthcare workers this year have been working hard and many of them have come up with some pretty innovative ways of getting through it all one er nurse went viral for one way she was like and it's just like and then they they, they cut to like a pre-produced package that would always begin with this little um like animated text that says celebrating Americans who, and then a, there's a blank space, and then it's filled in with Americans who feed us, Americans who <laughs> heal us, Americans who teach us. And it was like these sort of very, um, uh, like I said, sort Americans of- Americans who show whole. Americans. <laughs> Many ways that Americans are trying to get through this fucking, like, massive, shitty, like, yeah, there was a- depression. Americans who uh, blew up to the size of 50 feet. And stomped on us like little bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a, like an inspirational video package about all the Americans that are on OnlyFans right now to make ends meet. Um, but yeah, like it was like, and then it was like these very like sort of uh, like pre-made to be viral kind of like it's very much like all the video, all the all the montages and sort of video packages were very that like kind of now this style. Of like, yeah. you know, like it sounds like you're actually describing the first um, like tech ads after the lockdown when they would just show like clips of like really uh, a- adorable gay biracial 
disabled families like doing finger painting during the lockdown. It's like together we can be with each other. Yeah, it was like a way of acknowledging how like overwhelmingly miserable and shitty everything is. But like they play the little the little music, the sort of upbeat music in the background, and then there's like you know a profile of a young sort of joy patroner who's like you know girls who have uh, they're running a lemonade stand and using the proceeds to like you know uh, uh, raise money for Meals on Wheels in their neighborhood. And so there's all these kind of like very inspirational but like the most of the people that they were profiling were either children or like people who taught children it was like there was no there were no like it didn't seem like there was a lot of adults they were trying to convince us that the human race will persist yeah (laughs) children like see no there'll be more there'll be more we're not done there's there's more they'll be fine (laughs) i mean there there were some adults but it was like uh they had like uh the nurse who received the first uh, vaccine in the, in the nation and she's from New York. And then there was like a, a kindergarten teacher from Seattle who uh, went viral for her way of like sort of remote learning and like teaching her classes in a funny, cool way. They didn't explain why or what. And then she was just there to be like, she was just there to say like, it's my honor to introduce Foo Fighters. Yes! Sorry, I just do that every time I hear Foo Fighters. I'm sorry. Also, can we just point out here, uh, remote learning does not work. Everyone, like, has figured this out. Like, they're going to, kids are going to look back on their, whatever, third grade year and just have a blank, it'll be like brain damage. It's going to be like a blank bunch of static for a whole year. I can't even fucking sit down and hold still for, and I'm an adult, for like six hours. And now we're, like, having kids do it. They retain nothing. They will remember nothing. That is not how kids learn. Most of school is about learning how to not bite other kids, and then like that's you know, propaganda anyway. Socially, <laughs> so you're not and then learning how to work either. socially with other people, and you know, take instructions and you know, whatever. You cannot do that over Zoom. It is bullshit. Kids are just not going. to Well, school. Amber, I mean, like the funny thing was, like in in the packages about like these sort of inspirational montages about teachers who are, you know, they're they're still working under incredible conditions, and like you know, they even have some funny funny ways of doing it that have gone viral. The weird thing is that like they're profiling a first grade teacher, but like the entire tone of the event and the person they're profiling itself are talking to you, the viewer, like you're in first grade. Like I said, it's just all very like, America, you're doing so good at overcoming adversity. You're coming together in difficult times. We just want to look at you. We love you. We love you and thank you. Enjoy this concert. It's it's Foo Fighters. It's Dave Grohl, everybody. It's the New Radicals. Remember them? (laughs) Remember Bucket Hats? The entire, all the proceedings, the inauguration and like, you know, Playtime for America, it all felt like, a Gen X guy's, uh, like, his... Po- immediate care? No, immediate post-death experience. Like, all the DMT <laughs> oh, flooding his brain. Like, a, <laughs> a guy who got paid, like, $7 a word for writing an article in the Rolling Stones in 1993 about, uh, like, new types of ska. <laughs> like, he was just hit on the head. He died in some very Gen X way. Um, like, his... Uh, his music master MFA fell on his head and killed him. And this was, he was adult skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was doing grown up skateboarding and, uh, <laughs> degree fell on his head. And these were his last moments before being sent off to the land of wind and ghosts. <laughs> Don't let go. The God of music. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like if reality bites ended like Evangelion. 
Okay, uh, there's another thing. There was another big uh, musical number that was just it was just all Broadway uh, performers, and they did like a a patch together like mega zoom kind of like TikTok performance of one of the songs from Rent, which led into oh. a, like a, sort of like a, a medley, which led into Let the Sunshine In, and it was just so clearly like Let the Sunshine, on? being like okay, like Trump is gone, we can finally like it's sun again, it's out. And I just gotta say, Joe like, Biden loves rent. Yeah, also, bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of queer fellas. You know they got the bug. What's <laughs> 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 yeah. your like fit? Like like rent is one of those things where like Jonathan Larson died right after it came out, so people had to be like, oh, we have to watch this. But I love like David Rakoff's evaluation, the late great David Rakoff's evaluation of rent, where he said, you know, and he was gay, and a lot of his friends have had died of AIDS and he was like, you know, all, a lot of these people in the, the, a lot of the characters in Rent have a, a disease called AIDS, which is coincidentally a global pandemic that's killing millions of people all over the world. And Rent though, it apparently makes people cuter and cuter. Well, like it, Rent is the most like, uh, it's, it's almost a precursor to this whole like, you know, cheerful, like what if we had a cute mask, cute COVID mask kind of thing. You know, it's like, this is, I, I I wish they should have done Angels in America. That's the better. <laughs> yeah. That's the better. Like yeah. AIDS Broadway production. Angels in America fucking owns. Yeah. Like yes. But I mean, it, it's also that's also like more appropriate for where the country's headed and for where Joe Biden is headed. And that's why they couldn't have done it because when yeah. the angel shows up, he would have been like, "Oh God, they're here for me." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, man. Oh man. I'm sorry, Ethel. I shouldn't have. Or when I Roy, Co- I shouldn't have called the fuzz about you. Or when, or when Roy Cohn shows up, Joe Biden will just be like, "He was a good guy, Mac. I spoke at his funeral." <laughs> there was a there was a fellow who worked at the Department of Justice and. uh Look, he was queer than a $2 bill. He didn't see eye to eye. I didn't see eye to eye with him. And then, you know, he got he got the gay cold. <laughs> gay cold. Uh, the gay just, cold. Uh, <laughs> the homosexual sniffles. <laughs> he, like, Trump, like, uh, talk about a bad friend. He, like, completely abandoned Roy Cohn. When Roy yeah, as he really did. Yeah. He's just out of the door. Oh, what an awful guy. Yeah. He didn't even go to his funeral. And like, shit. and yeah. like Roy Cohn was probably like the most influential figure in Trump's life outside yeah. of his father. Like probably like, You know, that whole experience with him and Roy Cohn, it, Roy Cohn, it really could have been instructive to all the morons who decided in the yeah. last four years that Donald Trump gave a shit about them in any way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like Roy Cohn, like definitely deserved that. He was also a fucking oh yeah, monster. One of the most like, evil yeah. people in American history. Yeah, easily. he deserved. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have done it for for Trump either. Right. Like these people are miserable, and that that's also why they're miserable is because they can't form human bonds, and yeah. that's why they can never really experience joy. They can only experience brief moments of glee, which is generally like comes from spite. Yeah, but yeah, no, like that is. I mean, like, what did Rudy Giuliani think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna give me all that money, and he's gonna give me a pardon, and he's gonna pat me on my fucking head, and look at all the disgusting hair dye on his hand, and say, "That's good, <laughs> Rudy. That's not disgusting at all. I'm, I don't want to vomit." Yeah, good job, Rudy. You killed it. So, like I said, uh, they had a lot of like you know uh, profiles of young kids who were doing charity in their communities, and then they had a message from the International Space Station. 
and it was this lady, and like her hair was like all up in the zero G's. We left them up there. Yeah. So we don't yeah. have the money to bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like they're just like Leica now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, hey, man. When you look, when you want to go to heaven, you're that much closer there. <laughs> oh wait, you can like, hit your ride on a comet, Jack. Oh wait, I forgot. I totally forgot about this. Speaking of heaven and angels, in 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 the pre-produced package that was celebrating nurses and healthcare workers. Like all, all of the montages would begin with clips of Joe Biden talking over inspirational footage. And in the nurses one, I swear to God, he says, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll say something, man. If angels are real, they'd be nurses. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. That's what he said after he met Andrew from E1. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so like, yeah, like, uh, where's some other like. Uh, okay, so I mentioned. I, I was. I really. I saw part of it. I really enjoyed. Uh, I flipped it on, and uh, the first thing I saw was Demi Lovato inside some sort of space prison, uh, <laughs> singing "Lovely Day" intercut with just random people like singing along to it. And yes, it very much felt like a thing you watch as they're uh, as they're euthanizing you to use your body for meat. Yeah, it was very, very. It was very silent green. Oh, here was another really good set that happened. There was a sort of uh, a reggaeton sort of Zoom beat and rhyme session with a guy named DJ Cassidy, where it was just like he did, <laughs> did, he did two zoom Hell ins yes. with two two reggaeton artists who I wasn't familiar with, and like it was basically just like the the, the Democratic hive mind was like, ooh, seems like we've lost sort of a significant share of the Hispanic vote. We're counting on that. Hey, maybe we'll maybe we can win you, win you back with this. DJ Cassidy, everybody, drop that beat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, that is interesting that they're like, oh shit, we're. That that will be an interesting thing too, where they're like our our iron tight grip on minorities is uh slipping away, and uh, it's I mean it's not just it's not just like Latinos like just the broader not even necessarily people going to the Republican Party or I mean they might have gone to Trump but wouldn't go for other Republicans but they just like aren't going to vote Democrat. It will be super fun watching the democratic party go full bullworth in the next uh oh yeah no they will, yeah. Uh, he, uh they will have biden rap at least part of one of his state of the union addresses there's no question 100 um some of the other performances i kicked off with uh bruce springsteen uh and you know what like mm. If you have tuned into this program thinking that, you know, I'm ever going to say a bad word against the boss, you are sorely mistaken. Never. <laughs> I, will never I will never speak ill against the boss. I mean, he is the closest thing to, like, a national troubadour that we have. And, you know, he started off with, like, mm -hmm. an acoustic, like, solo performance right on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial of one of his songs called, like, Land of Hope and Dreams or something. And it's just, like, one of his sort of melancholy, like, sort of bittersweet but also uplifting ballads. And I was just thinking, like, like all of these performances... No new material. Just th this is supposed to be fun. It's a celebration of America. Play the hits. I want to hear "Born in the USA." Yeah. I want to hear "Thunder Road." I want to hear some fucking anthems. The Foo Fighters Glory days would be I, very appropriate. The idea like, that uh, it, it, uh, the, the best days are behind us, and all that's <laughs> yeah. left is uh, yeah. is melancholy nostalgia. That would be very like, on the nose. And when the Foo I think the most uh, the most appropriate Bruce Springsteen uh, like number would have been him just doing the uncredited like. Uh, sort of interstitial solo because he was in a debate with his fucking uh, like record company and wasn't allowed to appear on other people's records on Lou Reed's Street Hassle. Yeah, just the, the mumbled third verse in. in that song. Yeah, yeah, 
then they had they had an artist named uh, Yolanda Adams do a cover of Hallelujah, and that was set to sort of a montage of like uh, like nighttime shots of cities around the country of like buildings being lit in in red light for, as like a tribute to healthcare workers, which I thought was like kind of effective. I thought that was a little bit moving. It was a good cover of the song, even though even though that's like the most overused cover. I do love the song, but I feel like at this point it is for Americans what Ode to Joy is for like Germans, where it's like it's this beautiful ecstatic thing. But when you hear like when when we were talking to like Germans about Ode to Joy, remember when we were on tour, they're like, yes, it is just the backgrounds for us. Like that is what Hallelujah is for Americans. Like it is good, but you hear it enough, you, you can't hear it anymore. And then, of course, of course, because this is brought to you by the Democratic Party and the Illuminati, John Legend had to be there. So like, you got obviously, contractually mandated. Obviously, John. And I was shocked that Common didn't appear at the, and even once. That was an event. oversight, honestly. That was, that was, I mean, my God, if ever, I guess, I guess you wouldn't want to say we're living in the future we always dreamed of at the current <laughs> moment. That might be a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Legend did a cover of Nina Simone's uh, "Feeling Good." And it's just like the thing that John Legend is like, you know, he's, that's a horny song. He's got a, you know, he's got a, he's got a good voice. And like he covered the he's song. He's horny exactly, for democracy. He covered the song exactly right. But like, he's just such a medium talent that it's just like, it's too perfect. There's no, there was no like a personality or like feeling to it. It was just like a technically perfect cover of someone else's song. And I think that like that sums up kind of John Legend's uh, very, very well, it's mediocre also like talent. The- it's also like the, you know, like water cooler or like, you know, uh, early morning conference version of a song that is a horny song. Also, like, like Hallelujah. Feeling, feeling good is very humpy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's horny for adrenochrome. Because you say that Tom <laughs> Hanks is like the, the king of the Illuminati. Uh, the only other uh, celebrities more, you know, uh, personally connected in, in, in the conspiracy minds to the illuminati are fucking chrissy Teigen and john legend and, and to that i got to that i gotta say like aim higher <laughs> <laughs> well i i kind of get it because like how else do you explain why they're so fucking famous yeah if, if it doesn't involve ritualistic child consumption i don't know i see i feels like they you know they seemed nice it, it was one of those people who was like it, when they were just sort of in the periphery we were like oh these people are okay yeah, and that like now they're marriage. everywhere. And then now they're like, you know, fucking like, you know, Instagramming like, uh, you know, their fucking miscarriage. And it's like, Jesus Christ, we wanted to like you. That's what All the right. Adrenochrome does. You lose perspective. A, a few know, too many wanna... nights uh, under uh, the Pentagon uh, in a black robe and you don't know what people like to see anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what people like to see or what I like to see. My personal favorite musical performance of the night was, like I said, I've alluded to this earlier. It, it was their one stop to like the, the, the red state America. They had a, the, a new song by Kyle Hubbard and Tim McGraw live from yes! Nashville. Live from Nashville. <laughs> and Kyle Hubbard, like he starts talking about it. And he's like, he literally said that this song was inspired by God to reunite the yep. nation. <laughs> he was it's inspired lit. by God to reunite the nation. And then like Tim McGraw <laughs> was like, he's like, you know, he's like when Kyle, when Kyle sent me the lyrics to this song and uh, just this beautiful, hopeful message of fucking, uh, sorry, this beautiful, hopeful message <laughs> coming together. Uh, I just knew I had to be on it. And like, okay, so uh, Chris, could you play a clip of 
I think the uh, I think the name of the song is like uh, "Divided We Stand" or something, or, or re- "Reunited" or something. Kyle Hubbard and Tim McGraw. This is the most like algorithmically generated top forty country style of music imaginable. But the lyrics are fucking great. Undivided is the title. Sandra Undivided. And all of our healthcare and frontline workers. Thank you. When I was in quarantine with COVID-19, I got to take a good hard look at myself, inspired by my faith in God. Hey, you shitheads love this, right? The song's message of unity and faith stirred my soul. And tonight, especially as we look across the river at our strong, resilient, beautiful city of Nashville, we're honored to sing it for it. Oh, right. Somebody we tried to blow best. that place up last month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, right. Yeah. That gigantic bomb that they have no explanation for. I literally forgot. She really got picked on in school for things he couldn't change. Oh, anti-bullying. Tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. Also a lie. Literally, no one fits it in seventh grade. I've been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. I want to point out that one of these uh, ham-faced gentlemen is wearing a leather turtleneck. <laughs> And one of the band members has a mask. Uh, two of them have masks on. Well, what what the fuck? McGraw don't have a mask. Oh God, a leather turtleneck. I guess that just sounds like a, that sounds like a euphemism for a foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> the shit that they sell like millionaire country singers is awesome. I love the clothes they give them. Why's it gotta be all white? Why's it gotta be all white or all black? Why's it gotta be all white or all black? Why's it gotta be that way? You know what? I genuinely, I I like these people. I, I I am not being ironic. Unironically, I totally believe their sincerity. I think they're they're nice dum dums uh, who's you know veins pump uh, corn syrup, and they're like I I I I want people to get along. I want things to be nice. I just like my synthesizer country music. These these are the most sincere people. No, these, oh my God. these people went back in time and killed Hank Williams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of uh, Undivided. That's Undivided fucking yeah, rocks. Song of the right. Summer. It's, 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 the, it's a more soyified version of Accidental Racist, if everyone knows yeah. that one. <laughs> that song yeah, rocked. Yeah. Uh, that, that song also rocked. Yeah. The, but do you remember um, when Top 40 Country Music, like in the Bush era, was like, like just like the most jingoistic like fucking yeah. like like Kobe America. I thought about joining the Marines, so I'm gonna stick the Quran in your ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm ride with camel your, ride. Gonna rape you with your prayer rug, and <laughs> then do a concert in Kuwait. <laughs> yeah, is that that's that? <laughs> yeah, we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Ride camel riding, like you know, that was Nashville responding to the political climate of the moment. You know, like they're not, they they're never going to be yeah. real, like you know, firebrands or revolutionaries or anything. So, like, I like now that like top forty country music is responding to like the current like sort of Biden political moment where they're just like, hey, hey, man, like it's not one way or the other. Like, let's reunited, we stand. Uh, why's it got to be all black or all white? Come on, man. I think they found I think they found absolute dupes for it too. Like there is something I I believe the total sincerity of of those of those corn people we just saw. That's um there hasn't been a greater lyric since uh Johnny Rotten saying uh I could be white or I could be black and you're <laughs> yeah. like yeah dude. 
could. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. But you know, I, 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 what if though? You know, I, 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 I you like it's like the black Johnny Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'm doing it right now, um, and and it's actually just Johnny Rotten. He he is a black. <laughs> yeah. he, he is a black, black man. Or yes, white. He could Remember? be black. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one thing that was like I don't know if you heard it in like the beginning, like when it said sort of like talking about being bullied in seventh grade. I I love the the kind of like the 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 small bore concerns of like top forty like country music. It's just like they're talking about a song about like inspired by my faith to reunite the country and like the first verse is just about like not fitting in in seventh grade yeah well yeah because it's like i mean these are this is music for like think about the people that are watching this in earnest like that they felt that well here's the funny thing about that felix so because like there was i'm sorry like it like if you are like that the tim mcgraw audience like how the fuck could you have sat through 40 minutes 45 minutes of everything that came before it whereas like the original cast of rent sings let the sunshine in and then you're just like oh okay like here, here here's something for me like uh, okay there is a place for me in biden's america uh you gotta eat your vegetables to get your tim mcgraw that's what my mom always told me <laughs> I was allowed to listen to my Tim McGraw <laughs> CD if I ate all my vegetables that night. All right, so uh, then there's just, there's another there's another there was another pretty incredible moment that I got to talk about, and that's when they cut to it's like a video package that was recorded earlier in the day of Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush all hanging out at the World War II Memorial in D.C. and just talking about like how great it is to have a peaceful transfer of power. Uh, Bill Clinton looked like a fucking wraith. He looked like absolute, oh, absolute. death. And then yeah, George Bill, W. Bush, Lady Elaine Fairchild. I'm telling you, he's turning into that puppet from Mister Rogers. That's uh, that's Bill Clinton's uh, divine punishment for all his rapes. That every part of his body looks like a pussy now. <laughs> but okay, so like they're, they're standing there, and then George W. Bush. Like I said, it was surreal to see him again because I realized that I hadn't seen his impish face or heard him speak in like well over a decade and what does this guy do he starts doing his old material he literally had a line about how i think if americans treat their neighbors how they want to be loved themselves like he, he did that old bushism but like intentionally in this video package and the whole thing was supposed to be like hey we're three presidents of like you know of different of like, you know two different political parties but like hey look we're standing next to each other we're hanging out and talking about like, and then Obama talked about like uh, uh, one of the first things that uh, I saw when I became president was the uh, the grace and humility that uh, George showed me and Michelle when we were coming into office. And then I like that like implicitly implied in that is both Trump not showing up at the inauguration and the grace and humility Obama showed to Trump when he was on the way out the door. And then, like, they did mention... Well, on top of that, it's it's just, like, how clueless do you have to be to realize that, like, only the true psychopaths would not see that and be like, oh, there's literally no difference between any of them. Yeah, they're, they're all, all demons. They have no like, hi, we're yeah. the authors of your misery. And we're all having yeah. a good time together. <laughs> yes. So, like, they're, they're, like, they're guffawing with each other, and then they kick it back to Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks goes, literally says, wow, three former presidents meeting together like that so much of the rest of the world must look at that right now and just be amazed. And I yeah. was like, no, they fucking, no, they're fucking not. Like, who is fucking impressed yeah. by this shit? Yeah, only, yeah, you're, you're, you're assuming that you're trying to convince the Rube audience, and that, that, of course, is the funniest thing of all, is that the only people watching this are people who do not need to be convinced of any of this shit. 
They have already signed off on the entire fucking uh, flotilla of bullshit that you're trying to float down the river. They're all down with it. It's all it, it's just because you have to do it. It no, has, it's just it, like like there's no hope of, of speaking to anybody who's not already uh, completely zombified by it's this. Just yeah, like the the the, the, the fucking the, it's the image of these three mummies fucking backslapping each other, like each of them individually, but like taken together, they're fucking their death toll is like COVID times a thousand at this point. Oh yeah, no, and yeah, and, and like they're just they're all they're all hamming it up about fucking like how how unique and wonderful America is that we have a peaceful transition of power, and it's just like gosh, where else in the world could three former heads of state be in the same room without killing each other? Hey, and now Demi Lovato singing a Bill Withers song, America. Uh, I would just like to put it out there with some quick research. I saw that uh, Switzerland has 17 former living former heads of state. So uh, count the prime ministers, bitch. Well, well, that's <laughs> Switzerland. I mean, that's just like the, every that's just that, a that, Nazi bank. No. Yeah, literally. That's like, oh, wow. The president of the bank is friends with the former president of the bank. What a shock. Yeah, that's not a country. <laughs> that's no, that's just an investment bank. Uh, it, it's 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 a bank for Nazis with skiing. Yeah. Name one piece of like swiss culture or anything you can't the cuckoo clock yeah. like cuckoo clock the cuckoo clock those are yeah. those are yeah. very ableist implication <laughs> i really disagree <laughs> probably the worst thing switzerland's ever done in my opinion uh this was you know this was like disney plus for people that enthusiastically oh, voted for jamie harrison <laughs> uh but i was thinking about this thing that yasha levine posted where like just some fucking dog brain journalist was like posted the shitty fireworks. And Felix, was, like, that was not just a dog brain journalist. That was the head of communications for CNN, the entire network. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's the alpha dog. Uh, he uh, he said this inspire this inspires our allies, <laughs> and citizens, and makes our enemies tremble in fear. It's like yeah, Ch- when China sees us <laughs> do a fireworks show. They're petrified. Yeah. What do you think? They, they, what do you think? also deranged, like the cold, the cold war mentality yeah. you, that these people have. Is it's like, oh yeah, everyone's going to be so like they're going to either want to beat us or want to beat us, and it's like you know other countries have domestic interests. Yeah, China right? invented fireworks. I mean, like, <laughs> what do you think? China, China is like they they had they had like uh, undetectable nuclear submarines off the coast of California, and then they're like. Kim McGraw has uh, spoken out against bullying. Withdraw. They're united again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh they, they were able to carry off a fireworks display in their militarily occupied, pandemic-riddled capital city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new president hosts Kim McGraw concert. Only a dozen killed. <laughs> America is back. Yeah, I'm floating in the Wuhan fucking wave pool watching this shit on my phone, and I'm terrified. They have, like, they have like uh, every time they want to, like, announce that it's lunchtime in Beijing, they probably do, like, a laser concert that's better than anything that's ever happened in America. Yeah. And they're amazed by this. Just- and moreover, like, they just, like, this idea that Americans have that we've had, like, since the Cold War with, like, the Soviet Union, like, the fact that we're just... You know, completely, it's it's like head cheerleader kind of syndrome. It's like no one is thinking about you. They have their own interests. Like, we have continued this idea that, like, we are the foremost in everyone's mind at all times. And, because, and like, whatever, to some degree, yes, we are, like, the, the, the hegemon 
And, you know, when we sneeze, we do it in people's eyes. But it's, this is insane. There's the, the, the number of like times that people are like, yep, other people watching this. Like no one in any other country is watching this. It's bad TV. Yeah, no, it's, I don't see why anyone would watch it at all. Like the guy, if you fucked up at work at Chinese intelligence, you have to watch that. <laughs> That's like yeah. a bomb assignment. Yeah, I'm just loving That's the being idea. Being on of, potato uh, peeling. I'm loving the idea of uh, like like um, some advisor, like you know, frantically running down the hall, bursting into uh, President Xi's office, and then just being like, oh, "Mr. President, Mr. President, um, Katy Perry just performed fireworks. Two actual fireworks going off behind the Washington <laughs> Monument. We we've got it. Was we'll just halt the plan. Stop. Stop, yeah, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Chairman Chairman Xi. Uh, Joe Biden just award the Coca Cola. Uh, Unity and Equality Award to Jordan Sparks. You're going to want to see this, Mr. Well, Mr. Mr. Chair, Mr. Chairman. Uh, the they just made uh, they just made Gwen Stefani and uh, Gavin McGraw or whatever the Frito Lay's body positivity ambassadors. Oh, uh, by the way, quick question, quick question that I feel like I already know the answer to. Did they uh, as we, you know, predicted they would not make any overtures whatsoever to like BLM or uh, there was, you know, me too. Did they? Did yeah, they have to ID yeah, call? Yeah, that T- shit? Tim, yeah, Tim McGraw did a song where he's like, "Wasn't easy being black when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> and it, now I'm now I'm white. Let's bomb Belgrade. <laughs> Let's do the Yugoslav war again. Used to be black. Now I'm white. Am I Gavin McGraw or am the other guy?" <laughs> uh, Amber, to answer your question, there was no actual like specific uh, package about Black Lives Matter or you know civil rights or anything like that. But in a lot of the the sort of cutting from across the country, like sort of like little Zoom clips of people uh, waving and cheering and holding up little signs about like where they're from or the, the town or a little message, I did see a couple of people have like you know BLM on like a piece of paper that they were holding up for like one second before it cut to an, another mm-hmm. inspiring child elsewhere in the country. Yeah, they they're not all of that stuff that you thought the Democrats are going to have to pay attention to now. No, they're not. They're in charge now, which means they can ignore you again. They yeah. should have. Uh... I mean, like, this entire thing was a fuck you, but it's, like, this was clearly done by, like, ex-Hillary and, like, Kamala people. They should have let Joe plan this. Absolutely. Like, like, I was laughing the other day thinking about Joe uh, doing a list of movies like Obama does, and they have to suppress the list because he doesn't pick any movies that don't co-star chimps. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, he's just listing all the movies that are locked in the Disney vault because of the blatant, like, <laughs> yeah. stereotypical yeah. Black, uh, performances of them. Yeah, like, no, just, movies, of the South, just movies. Dumbo. Just movies with that have black actors that they put in blackface or, like, movies that co-star. Like, he, yeah, his favorite, he's like, best movie of all time, everyone knows it. Uh, uh, bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, uh like, so there would be a problem if he organized this because they would be like, sir, the big bopper died 60 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it was like a sort of 1960s like throwback thing and everyone was drinking big malts and stuff, yep. I think yeah. that would be like more Just 
five, 15 different barbershop quartets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There would just be a, there would be a segment with him and Dr. Jill just like paddling on a, on a swan boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Up, up the national, like the reflecting pool in the national mall. Yeah. Yeah. Holding hands. I would they, love to like, see, I would love to see. probably convince him that Elvis is alive. I would have loved to have seen a sort of like a, a North Korean style, sort of like uh, a mass, like 10,000 people marching in unison, turning over cards to show like Joe Biden's big face set to Camp Town yeah. Races to a live <laughs> rendition of Camp Town Races. And it just like like 100,000 people marching in unison in a giant stadium, all overturned cards. And it's like, look, everybody, it's the Bobtail Mag. I bet my money on her. Everyone, ev- everyone rise for the Amos and Andy theme song. <laughs> Well, that was it. Like I said, it closed out with uh, Katy Perry doing the song Firework set to actual fireworks of which the head of communications for CNN said was like a an astonishing moment of statecraft and like the projection of power <laughs> and soft power throughout the world. And, and the rocket's red glare. Yeah, and I just yeah. thought, you know what? He's right because um, everyone in America is gay now. Every single yep. American is gay, and uh, everyone, and certainly everyone who watched that celebrate America thing is definitely gay now. I mean, one hundred percent. Thank, the, the, thank yeah. God, I can finally fucking move on with my life. <laughs> so there we go. I mean, that was a uh, that 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 was it. That was a uh, that was the Biden inauguration. He's officially president now. Um, looking forward to that. But I just think, like, in closing, like. You know, like, I don't know if you listen to the bonus episode I did this week, but uh, the, the interview I did with the director of this movie about the mayor of Ramallah, which is a very funny documentary, but it's just about, like, all of these very, like, al- already kind of funny, like, just the sort of bullshit of municipal government and life of, like, getting the right kind of park benches and making sure the volleyball courts are to regulation size and all that, like, very, very small, bore, boring, stupid, corny bullshit that you have to deal with. It was Parks and Rec. Yeah, it really, it, is, it in, is basically Parks and Ramallah. Rec, but it is under, you know, a foreign military occupation, just adds just this really like this black comic pall over everything so like every every little thing that would otherwise be a little bit corny or stupid is just given this really dark edge of comedy and like i really i I was thinking about that watching this whole celebrate america thing because like yeah after this year like what are we celebrating like what like and then now that biden is president like this idea now that like we can just put this all the toothpaste all back in the tube Everything is normal now. And like the idea that like the rest of the world is watching this man and like they are just relieved to have a country like America willing to lead them and the, like, lead the planet again. And it's just like, what, what universe are you living in? Like, what country do you think you're talking about? Like, America elected Donald Trump president. He was president for four years. That's never going to go away. And no one can ever lie to themselves about what the kind of place that this, this is. It's the yeah, kind of place that elected Donald Trump president. And Joe Biden being elected as a solution for that exactly. is a, as demeaning and ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh-oh, yeah. what are we going to do about this Trump guy? How about a guy whose brain is even more decrepit? Yeah. And I guess oh, this is just the one last thing I want to bring up. Because like, this is like this is a preview of what, you know, the sort of how the press is, is already handling the Biden administration. The very first question asked of the new White House press secretary was this. When you were up there... Do you see your primary role as promoting the interests of the president or are you there to provide us the unvarnished truth so that we can share it with the American people? 
And I hope that she said uh, to fucking say what the president wants me to say, you fucking idiot. That's the, literally the job. Yeah. My job. Yeah. It's, it says it yeah. on the Chiron on the screen. White House yeah. press secretary. I work for the yeah. fucking White House. What do you think I the answer a, I is? I am a PR flack for the administration. And I just love the idea that like they, they, they asked that question because this is the media now taking like a big victory lap on Trump and being like, truth is back. They respect the press. They don't even respect themselves. It's like your job as the journalist is to figure out what they're, if the, what they're telling the American people is the unvarnished truth or not. You're supposed to suss that out, not just ask them, Are you, will you lie to us? Well, yeah, I mean, it makes it seem like the only problem with Trump is that he made them do more work than just reprinting White House press releases. Well, yeah, I mean, because journalists are essentially lazy. They're, well, they're yeah. showing the real the real objection to Trump was always that he was he was letting everyone in on the fucking fraudulence of the whole thing. Yeah. Like the shit that yeah. they said about how you know, the press has an agenda and that they that they they work for uh, corporate interests. Of course, it was all self-serving. But it also was fucking true, and now they're relieved because they got guys in power again who will who will stick to the script and maintain the kayfabe that there is some sort of truth that that everyone in that room is in a Sorkin esque quest to see revealed and dealt with. Yep. Well, there we go. It is now day one of Joe Biden's America, and uh, I I can't wait to see what happens. It's uh it's gonna be it's gonna, we're gonna have some fun with this one. I hope. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, he, I think already like that was good today. Uh, somebody asked him at, a, at his signing ceremony about uh, like the hundred shots, hundreds of million shots in a hundred days thing. And he goes, give me a break, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like Joe, yeah, man, Joe. man, it's already yeah. 3 p.m. I got to yeah. I got to get But his Joe. came off and he was wearing like, a gown. He's wearing it's, a gown. It's exactly, and a like, it's exactly like the NAACP like call where he's like, what do you people want from me? I want. Yeah, I did like, the thing. I got rid of the yeah. guy you didn't want. Now shut the fuck up. What I love about that, though, of him just literally saying they're like, OK, uh, what, what about the vaccination, sir? What about this coronavirus? Like, give, give, give me a break, man. It's my first day. It's, it's like my first uh, day. Let uh, me Joe, 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 Mr. President, Mr. Yeah. President. That, it's my birthday week. That's what your that's what your supporters and media people are supposed to be saying right now. Not you, literally yeah. the president, just saying everyone, come, come on. I'm not. What do you want? From me? I'm not doing. Well, it's that, my first day. Where am I? Great, greatest moment in politics since uh, they asked Lincoln Chafee why he voted for uh, deregulate banks to um, what was the bill called again? The Clinton era bill. That, uh, Glass Steagall. Glass Steagall. Yeah, yeah. The repeal Glass Steagall. Yeah. And he was like, um, oh, it was my first year. <laughs> yeah. My dad just died. Come yeah. on. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. We should have had him as president. Uh, he, yeah, we, yeah. he tried. We didn't listen. Yeah. He was going to yeah. bring so in the fucking metric Chafee. system. Yeah. Like things yeah. rational around here. Lincoln Chafee tried to warn y'all. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love him. Lincoln I love Chafee was also, the compromise. Yeah, again, yeah, he, he, like, he, your, he, your, your affection for like lazy men that only sort of don't don't really do a job. Yeah. Like he has that energy where he's like, I don't know. It was my first he's year. I was blood. tired. My alarm didn't glow, go off. Yeah, you know? yeah. He he got up there facing down like. Jim Webb, who is like just talking about people he's killed, like Hillary, who is basically <laughs> doing the same, and Bernie, and then Mar Martin O'Malley, who is lost, like meant to go somewhere else. Just uh, wandered in. And then Lincoln Chafee just got up there and was like, Does anyone have an Android charger? <laughs> 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 My wife was supposed yes. to pick me up. <laughs> like, he's. Yeah. I love him. 
Joe should like give him a prominent role. Absolutely. Put him yeah. in charge of the metric conversion. Yeah. That's still a yeah. good idea. It's still a good idea. I mean, U.S. customary is absurd. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, that was celebrating America. Um, just I'd like to say again, you're doing you're doing so good, America. We're doing great, America. Do, we're we're, do, we're just, proud of been, you. It's been tough, but we're so proud of you. We're so proud of how maturely you've handled this last year. It's been year. two weeks since any of you tried to storm the Capitol building. We're very proud <laughs> yeah. that you haven't done anything and, since uh, then. You know, congratulations to everyone who, you know, did it, who lived through it, who uh, whose life was largely unchanged except the TV was annoying to them, but they made it. Um, they're all patting themselves on the fucking back so hard that it's going to it's going to burst through their cossets. Well, there we go. Uh, the inauguration, ladies and germs. Uh, that's Chapo Trap House signing off. Uh, Till next time, guys. Bye bye. Believe me, that's just a lie. That's why she tells her friends. It's a real song. A real song that she won't even admit to herself. It's beating her heart. It's a song lots of people know. It's a painful song. We'll always say the truth. It'll last for sad songs. A painful wish. I wish it won't make it so dear. With a pretty kiss. With a pretty face. Can't have its way. Don't trans like us. We were born to be.